Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Now for our story. On the beach outside the house she's rented at Malibu, Kit Mead was taking a sun bath. The rhythmical sound of the sea, the warmth of the sun, had a very soothing effect on her. She had bitterly resented being forced to come out to California to have her child. A move made necessary when her father told her the story of her family heritage. A story that proved only too clearly, and too late, that she should never have any children. But now Mrs. William Meade was very glad that she'd come out west. And it had been indeed lucky that she had looked up her old friend Paul Cromwell. Yes, Kit thought everything was going to be all right. If things worked out as she'd planned, she'd never have to worry again about her husband and Peggy Douglas. The girl Bill had been in love with before he met Kit. The girl he said he still loved. Kit stretched luxuriously. She should go in the house and write a letter to Bill. She wondered whether she should mention Paul Cromwell or his friend, Lisa Fenner. Lisa, whom Kit had invited to live with her at the beach. Lisa, who was also expecting a child. No, Kit decided it would be better, at least for the present, to say nothing to Bill of Mrs. Fenner or Paul Cromwell. Yes. Hello there. Look. Hey, what's that? Food. Are you hungry? Oh, starved. Good. My, you're getting a swell tan. I wish I had on my sunsuit. Oh, why don't you change? I will after lunch. Oh, those look wonderful, Lisa. What kind of sandwiches are they? Yeah, I found some lamb left over in the icebox. I hope Mrs. Kingsley wasn't planning to use it for anything. Well, she was probably going to make hash, which I can do without. How sweet of you to make these, Lisa. I thought you'd probably eat in town with Paul. I did. Oh, you're eating again? I can't help it. I'm starved. Dr. Gordon wouldn't approve. I'll just call this an early tea. Then I'll, I'll have a light supper tonight. <laughs> did, uh, did Paul go on home? Mm-hmm. He changed clothes. He's coming over later. Oh, what a beautiful day. Aren't we lucky, Kit? I mean, imagine being in this lovely spot, having lunch on the beach. Mm -hmm. Did you see your lawyer about your divorce? Mm-hmm. He didn't think I'd have much difficulty. Oh, that's splendid. Has the mail come yet? Mm-hmm. There wasn't anything, though. I thought maybe you'd have a letter from your husband. No. Not today. You know, Kit, I was thinking how wonderful it was of you. To invite me to stay with you, and... Well, you've been so sympathetic and understanding, and... I know how worried Bill must be about you. So? So I thought maybe it would be nice if I wrote Bill a letter. And I could make a joke about how we take care of each other, and... How Paul looks after both of us. I thought it might reassure him and make him feel better. I see. Well, don't bother. I've already told him all that. Oh. Well, it was just an idea. I wish I could do something to show you how... Well... Show me what? You've done so much for me, Kit. But I wish I... Now, look. Stop that kind of talk. I haven't done a thing. But you have. And I can't help but feel a little guilty. Guilty? I mean, I resented you so much at first because I thought you and Paul were... But you're the one who brought it all out in the open. Explain to me how wrong I was. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I don't see that there's anything very remarkable in that. But don't you understand? You see, I was feeling very bitter toward Paul. Saying sarcastic things and... Well, I was just pushing him away from me. But since you and I had our little talk the other day, I've been more myself with him. And Paul's become more like he used to be toward me when I first met him in San Francisco. He means a great deal to you, doesn't he, Lisa? Yes. And it's understandable, isn't it? Yes. Yes, I think it is. You know, I don't think I've ever been so happy in, in all my life. You're quite the little Pollyanna today, aren't you? <laughs> I guess so. You know, Kit, we should go into town tomorrow. Should we? Why? Well, neither of us has bought anything. We should start making some preparations. Yeah, I suppose so. Why is it that whenever I start talking about the baby, you never seem very interested? Oh? I probably shouldn't have said that. No, Lisa. Now, go on. What's on your mind? Well, I get the feeling sometimes that you aren't very happy about having a child. What on earth gave you that idea? I don't know, really. I hope I'm wrong. Am I, Kit? Yes. Completely wrong. Bill adores children. Daddy? And so do I, of course. It's the one thing that'll make our marriage quite perfect. I want a child very much, Lisa. Very much indeed. Mrs. Fenner nodded understandingly. But I wonder why Kit said what she did. Kit, who has never dared let herself be optimistic about her baby. Kit, who was perfectly frank in admitting to Paul Cromwell that she didn't want it. I wonder, Kit, why you weren't equally frank with Lisa. And in Wakefield this afternoon, Kit's father, Ben Calvert, pulls into a parking space in front of the Calvert Real Estate and Loan Company. Fitting his key into the lock, Ben discovers to his surprise that the door is open. He walks quickly towards the inner office, stops abruptly on the threshold. Hello, Ben. Jesse. Well, when did you get back? Just a few hours ago. I didn't expect you home so soon. Well, you know how it is traveling these days. You have to take a reservation when you can get one. And uh, did you have a good time? Lovely. The nicest vacation I've had in years. You've always wanted to see that lake country, haven't you? Hmm? Oh, yes. And uh, Wisconsin is so beautiful at this time of the year. Very. Jesse, why did you lie to me? Lie to you? You know perfectly well what I mean. Why, Ben, you're acting as you used to in the old days. And you used to be jealous over me. Don't tell me there's a vestige of your former feeling left for me. You didn't go to Wisconsin. Why do you say that? I saw Fred Clark, the station master, the other day. He told me he went to Los Angeles. Yes, I did. I was going to tell you, Ben, I can assure you of that. Why didn't you tell me where you were really going? Because it didn't suit my purpose. And what was your purpose? To help you. To put your mind at rest. What the devil are you talking about? Well, you've been so concerned about this trip, trip of kits, it's distressing to see you upset, so... 
I thought it would relieve you to know that your daughter is not in Reno and you needn't worry about any divorce. What? I went to California to see Kit. She's out there? You saw her? She's there, all right, but I didn't see her. But I know where she is. How did you find out? That's my affair. I'll tell you this, though, Ben. My trip lived up to its expectations in every way. All right, Jesse, let's have it. What do you want to? Ben, I told you once that I had an idea why Kit might be leaving town, and that I'd tell you when the right time came. Go on. Well, I found out why she left. But you said you didn't see her. It wasn't necessary. And if I were you, Ben, I'd drop that idea of yours about making Kit come home. I'd deposit that money to her account, as you promised, because she'll really need it. There's been enough beating around the bush, Jesse. Get to the point. Or are you bluffing? <laughs> do you think I'm bluffing? I most certainly do. You don't trust me very much, do you, Ben? I do not. Well, you can trust this report because it's true. I'll tell you why Kit went to California. She's going to have a baby. I don't believe you. It's true, all right. I went to a lot of pains to make sure, and I can assure you it's going to be worth the trouble I went to. The look of shock in Ben's eyes gave way to an expression of watchfulness, wariness. Jesse Ward noticed it. Thought with relish this was one time Ben wouldn't be able to outsmart her. Now, she thought, she could make any demand on him. Could ask for anything. And Ben would have to agree to it. And Miss Ward knew what she was going to ask for. <laughs> 